Welcome. Episode 26. We're in Detroit because we live here now. Green Acres? Oh, yeah. Green Acres? Yes. Green Acres is the name of this neighborhood. And we are with Zoe. I don't know how to say your last name. Ligon. Ligon. Yes. No one pronounces it. Yeah. I was like, I could just pretend I know how to say it and then be corrected. Or I could just ask (laughs) you. So I'm glad I went with the latter. Or maybe you know her by her Instagram handle, Thongria. Yes, exactly. Thongria. Yes. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I didn't even know that you lived here until I think you pointed that out to me. You're like, oh, yeah, that's she's friends with Molly Soda. I was like, oh, Dude, shit. yeah, I don't know how I stumbled upon like Molly Soda, but then that like led me to you. Yeah. And like we uh, used to be roommates. Oh, oh. Shit. yeah. Okay. I had heard of Molly uh, through friends of mine in New York. But uh, I kind of had a mutual friend set us up as roommates. Sweet. And I was like, I've heard of this girl. Gave her a quick Google, and I was like, oh, I can't wait a to live Google. with this amazing human. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Tween Dreams, and I was like in oh. love. Oh. Dude, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Did you live with her in Hamtramck? Yeah, it was only for two months. I was subletting temporarily, okay. but we had a great time. At like her same place where she's Yeah, same now? place. Okay. We went there. We yeah. did go there. That was love a cool spot. House. Yeah, it was cool. How did you like living in Hamtramck? Oh, it was great. That was actually where I lived up until a month ago. I had a teeny little house, uh, and I lived in it by myself. It was really lovely. It was. It's one of the few walkable neighborhoods here. There's also a wealth of amazing Yemeni and Bangladeshi food, as mm-hmm. well as Polish cuisine. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm still driving to Hamtramck to get food these days. Good you know, it's it's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, we yeah, went there so today. Hamtramck is this really tiny city within detroit i've mm-hmm. never seen anything like it highland park is another one just like hamtramck they're like two little donut holes cut out of the center of detroit yeah I, for whatever reason my uh, roommate or no actually my friend was telling me some fucked up shit about highland park like its origins how mm. henry ford created it like the area for yeah. his black workers so that they like wouldn't have the same resources wow i have no idea yeah it's pretty fucking crazy um i will say that's the one part of this entire area where uh selling sex toys is legal what yeah it's illegal in other places it's illegal to have a storefront at at the very least in detroit in detroit and in the surrounding area there well it's a lot of very difficult zoning laws that are essentially in place to make it for all intents and purposes, impossible to open up. You have to be not just away from a school or church, but it's a thousand feet from any regulated use space period. So that includes liquor stores, houses even. So it's, you just have to, I'd have to be in like a big deserted field with a big radius of nothing around me. Unless you're in Highland Park. Unless I'm in Highland Park. (laughs) But we actually, we were looking into that last summer and I'm sure that we'll be uh, opening that search up again in the near future just because having an online shop is great, but there's nothing you can really, there's nothing you can trade for that in-person experience of... You know, well, well, I'm sure we'll get into the, the sex toys. Yeah, what is? Yeah, what we're is diving shop, right in. What is your shop called? Spectrum Boutique. Uh, we're spectrumboutique.com, and uh, so we uh, we started uh, our first sale was at the end of November. Who who do you do this with, or just yourself? Um, well, so I have a business partner named Eric Bernstein, who is really just kind of more my mentor, mentor who's keeping me in check and setting deadlines for me, and. I, kind of a person that uh 
basically I've hired to boss me around in a sense <laughs> to be my boss because I'm I'm the CEO and uh, Damn. I, I he's he's my co-founder and we call him the COO just because he he really does much more of the making sure that the website and photography and design elements are on point and I'm the actual sex stuff he does all that stuff so I can focus on my writing and on basically just actually responding to as many people as possible um I think that since I don't have a physical storefront that I can have people come in I have taken so much more time to really respond to people's online inquiries and I think a lot of people don't expect or such a personalized response i think a lot of people are more familiar with like kind of a, a bot yeah a totally. customer service thing at least online but i really like to let people know like no you're talking to me you're talking to zoe right now like i have i have other people who work with me but i i want to make sure that you know you're like getting as accurate and as informed information as possible and if i don't have the answer to something i like to be able to pass this person along to another person I knew who has more of an expertise in whatever they're inquiring about. But I get I get all sorts of inquiries every every morning. It's fun to wake up to an interesting barrage of emails. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Do you yeah. get a lot of inquiries? Like, yes, consistently. Yes, uh, part of selling sex toys. I mean, so I used to work at a yeah. sex toy store in Manhattan, uh, which is where I kind of got my first experience. Um, in actually interacting with customer sales. I'd always been interested in human sexuality, but it was the first time I had like this structured environment where we were encouraged to be learning from other people and reading books about sexuality to be consistently bettering ourselves as sex educators. Um, but so, oh, where was I going with that? Uh, <laughs> Just like all the inquiries and oh, stuff. Oh, right. Yeah. So, I quickly, so I quickly learned working at this store that like... You know, we would get, we had a landline at the shop, and I'd say about fifty percent of calls were, you know, like, "Hey, <laughs> uh, I, I need a, I need a little bit of help. I, I, I don't know how. Can you tell me how to use Dude, this?" Dude, do you ever watch ring? Louis C.K.? Uh, yeah, the yeah, show the Louis show. when he yes, goes in I really enjoyed like the episode <laughs> that I'm sure you're referencing. <laughs> Where he, and like, he, throws out his back, yeah. pointing like at so, a dildo. Yeah. He's got his hat on. He looks so fucking sketchy. <laughs> and, but the thing is, is that there's also, obviously, so many legitimate um, inquiries. And, and I actually have, a, for the most part, my business spectrum gets far more serious inquiries at this point than not. Because a lot of it's also just, like, tweens trying to prank call you know, totally. they, they Google sex and, yeah. you know, a store comes up and they're like, oh, let's call this number and prank them. Do you get pranks for your uh, business now? I don't get prank calls, but I'll definitely get, especially on Instagram or on the Facebook page. You know, there's there's definitely people who I can tell are, uh, you know, trying to pry into something other than a product or a health-related question, something that's uh, getting to be more of an erotic desire, which yeah. I'm not there for. But um, I will say that I, I, I do try to hear people out because there's lots of times where I've been like, oh, I'm a, you know, I don't know where you're coming from at the moment, but I'm going to hear you out. And many times it's a very legitimate person. So I always like to lend my ear because I'm just kind of like, you know, I uh, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt that's, that's cool that's cool especially like i'm sure you get a lot of weird yeah it doesn't shit. bother me it's all i think it's a very that brings me to another uh thing i've been thinking about lately which is how especially in the environment of a sex toy store people have tend to 
there's a lot of reactions, but it tends to fall into one of two categories, which is fear and silence and um, being a bit withdrawn or being very over charismatic and uh, borderline inappropriate. Uh-huh. But it's all coming from the same place of like, wow, this is so new to me. I'm not so used to this type of information being so explicitly presented and so matter of factly like, boop, this is a dildo. Yeah. Or like, hey, I'm saying the word clitoris to you and I'm not like being like <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude yeah. people aren't familiar to speaking that way so like it i i'm also like you know what i understand why people have these responses as, you know as long as you're not harassing me yeah. as long as you're being respectful of the space i i'm really all ears <laughs> i uh i was following you on instagram for a while and i was like dude this is cool she's got like her sex shop whatever and i didn't really know much about your writing and then i saw your article that you did on lube uh-huh. and, I, and like just the same sentiment that you're expressing like people aren't used to be just being like lube or like yeah. you having like a thing of lube on your the one where i confess that i have a very dry vagina this <laughs> one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah oh that I think one i read that too it was <laughs> it was it's clicking good. Now. it was good it made me like go to your site and look at all the lube i really want that honey bear one. Oh, that's the one that's really popular because it's so cute it is you can like refill it really easily <laughs> yeah is it just shaped like a honey bear like yeah, yeah like the <laughs> like the honey bear bong yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so cute yeah i love it and it's and it's water-based is that right that one's water-based yeah because when i i bought a i bought a dildo in la and they were like yeah you can only use water-based yeah this and i was like shit i would have never even thought about that yeah well that's the thing too it's like they don't teach you the differences in lube and most so most lubes you find in a pharmacy are astroglide ky they all do their job but they all have like glycerin and parabens in them which are additives which you know if you want to learn more about that, you know, we can talk about that. But uh, essentially, they are things that can irritate people's skin. What's so, so what's so bad about parabens? Because, like, obviously, that's a huge mm. fucking thing right now. You know, without uh, an actual fact sheet in front of me, what I'll say is just it, it's an additive that is an unnecessary additive. It all kind of... Um, oh, involves keeping it in an aqueous liquid state essentially um, i mean you'll see the same disclaimers with beauty products and cosmetics like no parabens added mm-hmm. um glycerin is honestly um, more of a concern to me um i think that most brands have gotten rid of parabens at this point but glycerin is a sugar-like compound which keeps water-based lubes luby huh and that um, makes them like, like all sticky yeah it's, it's what leaves behind the residue and it's also uh mm-hmm. a lot of vulvas can be easily irritated by it although not everyone it, i don't want to make a blanket statement of like this is inherently bad for you but it um especially if you're on the sensitive side which so many of us are. yeah well uh, yeah. vaginas in general yeah it's so easy to disrupt the flora and fauna of the vagina yeah we were just talking pH. about how long yes. antibiotics have been eating yeah. so much kimchi and taking probiotics because oh, I'm yeah. like I do not want a fucking yeast infection <laughs> antibiotics I, do yeah. that yeah oh, your shit. vagina needs so much bacteria like when I was younger I didn't know that you're not supposed to wash your vagina with mm, soap and yeah. I would do that and I would be like so fucking itchy and I would have so many problems because you are stripping yourself of all your needed bacteria yeah uh. people don't understand that like you do need a little bit of yeast like yeah. <laughs> not all not all yeast is bad. You yeah. just don't want like an overpopulation that yeah. We actually sell um like body wash that is like for sensitive for like genital like pH balance oh. essentially. Just like a very mild sensitive wash. Cool. Which I can say from personal experience is lovely. So. Dude, that sounds great. Is it <laughs> just for your vagina or your whole body? 
You could use it. I mean, honestly, I've given my cat baths with it. Seriously. So it's just like a really mild, yeah. like natural. I like that, though, because so, yeah. I have we both have sensitive skin. So it's like good to find shit that's, you know, doesn't <laughs> irritate your shit. Um, but even like <laughs> like washing my butt. Yeah. <laughs> like with soap. Sometimes I'm like, oh, don't get me started on Dr. Bronner's. Oh, my God. What, what about Dr. Bronner? The also. peppermint. It's like putting Ben Gay. On your it's that same oh. like too much menthol. Yeah. At the moment. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I've just been. Soap. My mom's been making soap. So I've just been using Ooh. the shit that she has because it's pretty much all natural. So. Ooh, Except for when she wants to dye it pink and uses wet and wild lipstick. <laughs> like oh, that defeats the <laughs> purpose, mom. She made these awesome chapsticks, too. Yeah. But one of them had like Kool-Aid in it. Yeah. Didn't it? Yes. Because it was pink to make it pink. It was, yeah. It dyes your lips. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So I was like, can we? You're trying to make all natural shit. Can we actually make it all natural? (laughs) 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 Seriously, mom, you're giving me all this nice homemade shit. (laughs) She's the worst. Um, But yeah, no, I like all natural shit. And I don't really use Dr. Bronner, so I can't say I've ever had that Ben Gay experience. (laughs) But it sounds pretty gnarly. I don't know. Have you ever put Bengi on your ass? No. <laughs> I've eaten really spicy food, though. And that yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like weekly, at least. For your butt? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, I guess uh, tangentially on the, on the subject of yeast infections, my most recent one, which uh, concluded <laughs> about a month ago. Congratulations. Um, I, I've been getting into like being very explicit, especially with my social media, about things happening to my body. And uh, I posted a selfie with some Monistat 3 recently uh, when, when I was in the midst of my yeast infection, which I must say, that's really what cures my yeast infections is Monistat uh-huh. every single time without fail. A lot of people don't like it. And I had a lot of people commenting online being like, oh, I can't believe you put that poison in you. Please use garlic next time. Like, <laughs> And I'm like, you know, like, like a clove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and the thing is, is it does work because I, I don't recall the specific um, chemistry of what the garlic does, but I know a lot of people who swear by it. And Wait, like, like literally you put like garlic yeah, cutting in your it vagina? in half, putting it inside. Wow. Um, the issue with that that I find is, is that the it disappears. Va- no, well, <laughs> the vagina actually is a cul-de-sac. It's impossible for something to get actually truly disappear. Unlike the rectum, which is an <laughs> infinite highway and you do not want to put loose objects <laughs> in there. Infinite highway. You can put a loose object in the vaginal canal, and it might be difficult to fish out, but you're not going to have it travel up to your colon, which is the, d- the danger of putting things anally without a base, a flared base, or a strong reinforced retrieval cord. Mm-hmm. Like, Dude, when... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. No, I love it. When Abby told me that we were podcasting with you, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, I can't wait to just ask so many stupid questions. Oh, about I love stupid <laughs> questions. <laughs> anyway, to wrap up my yeast infection thought, essentially, I, I was so surprised by how upset I became at how everyone was kind of like for like being like I can't believe you're not using the all natural remedy and I was like I've tried I try this please like it, this is just all that works like kind of like t- using Tylenol when you get shamed for using Tylenol it's yeah. like oh, just suffer through it you're yeah. fine it's not natural to take acetaminophen and acetaminophen is actually a pretty scary drug but you know what I'm saying I was like I was like can't I just take my monostat yeah. piece and let me put a picture of it but you have like a <laughs> huge following so there's always going to be somebody that's the dis- 
disagree. I honestly interpreted it as like people kind of like caring about me and like genuinely wanting to take care of me. And I don't think people were trying to like, yeah, but I was like, I was like, it's so funny how I was raised so holistically, like with homeopathy and acupuncture. And nowadays when I'm like taking, you know, big pharma company meds and people are like, oh, why don't you just try this first? Why don't you try a coconut oil? I'm like, yeah, please. So anyway. Yeah, we were we were listening to this podcast um, and this lady was just going on and on about how bad NSAIDs are for you. Yeah. And so dangerous. Yeah. I think I might have heard the same one. It's fucking scary. Is that the ibuprofen or shit and ibuprofen? Yeah. Ibuprofen, aspirin. There's like a bunch of shit. Um, But the lady was talking. She was like, yeah, women take it chronically for menstrual pain. And she was just like, honestly, it's not that bad. I just suffer through it. Like you can just Mm. suffer through it. And I'm just like, all right. Not everyone's period is the yeah. same. Like straight up, I had I've had days where I can't leave my bed. Like, yeah, the first time I got period cramps, I asked my parents to take me to the hospital. <laughs> and then when we were kind of like halfway to the hospital, my mom like kind of turns around from the front seat and she's like, "Wait a minute, are you, are you on your period, Zoe?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it she's hurts." Like, she's like, "Okay, like." We're gonna give you some Advil. It's not better in like half an hour. Like we'll keep going to the hospital, but I think you'll feel better. Doesn't so. <laughs> doesn't weed help you? Yeah, okay. I was eleven. Also, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, although, gosh. <clears throat> but I don't know. Like I don't. If I like get my period and then I have to go to work, like I don't want to be right. super fucking yeah. high going to work. Yeah, totally. So uh, I don't know. I like, just can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Weed, I mean, weed fixes everything. Yeah, true. It really does. Except for, yeah. like, me reacting to social cues. <laughs> it doesn't really help with <laughs> <God>. that. <laughs> Dude, like, we've been here two weeks-ish. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's so strange, like, having to meet new friends. And, yeah, like, just a constant and, like, influx like, hey, of Hey, want to hang out? <laughs> yeah. And then you're high, and it's yeah. like... What do I do with my arms? Yeah, no, <laughs> well, good thing you're in a place where weed is legal yeah. because it's you can just smoke anywhere you want without fear. I just can drive around with weed in my car casually. Dude, do you have your card? Yeah, I do. Sweet. Actually, how much is that? Um, I actually got paid to get my card. It's very what? bizarre. You just gotta find a caregiver, essentially. Um, but you know, I I had a friend refer me to somebody, essentially. So. Uh, I I don't know how to actually give advice for other people, but I definitely recommend it because, I mean, so much of what you don't want when you're high is paranoia. Mm -hmm. And if you're eliminating the risk of any legal issues, like I, now I can just like take all the weed exhalation selfie videos I want without fear. I can just be like, hey world, I'm stoned all the time. Yeah. Yeah, we were with our friend <laughs> in her car going to Belle Isle, and she was smoking a joint, and there was a cop behind her, and she was just like, oh, fuck, and she, like, got so nervous, and <laughs> us coming from Arizona, we're like, nah. Yeah, Arizona yeah. is one of the strictest Yeah, places. we're not too worried about it here. We're yeah. like, eh, it seems pretty they, casual. Yeah. They have medical there now, but oh, yeah. it's like like DUI laws are super crazy and there. The, well, and if you, they were really bad about weed. Now that like every yeah. legalizing weed, it's yeah. not so bad, but like I was arrested for, for having years. it when I was 18. Like God. they gave my friend a felony for having like a gram on her. Well, the thing about weed is, is like, think about how alcohol just destroys lives. I mean, God. it's actually, you know, a very large cause of death and alcohol also intensifies the effects of other drugs very easily. I mean, just dude, weed and alcohol together. is Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Last time I, yes, I, I, 
So I was sober for half a year. Mm. I started drinking again in January, and you know, so now it's April. I'm still getting my sea legs. <laughs> 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 I, I've, I, I puked for the first time in uh, like a long time. Was it the crossfade? It was. Yeah. And I was, I smoked a joint. I was just like, gotta go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. And I was like, oh, come on, Zoe, get it together. I feel like if I everything in moderation. If I smoke right? first. Totally. And then I have like a couple drinks and then yeah. I keep, it's like when I'm belligerent and then I'm like, yeah, let's smoke some weed. Yeah. Then I get the spins and pass the fuck out. Dude, it's been a long time since I've gotten like the spins. But yeah. I like vividly remember that just sitting in my friend's backyard and the world is just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm going to sleep on your couch. Yeah. That's you, when I pull that classic move where I'm like. <laughs> I'm sleeping wherever I am right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that weed is actually a really important thing uh, as it pertains to sexuality because, well, uh, for me, besides like for fun, I use weed to reduce my very intense anxiety that is occasionally very intense at times. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps me. Um, I'm a sativa diva. It, you know, a sativa it, diva. Yeah. Stole that Holy from my friend. Shit. That term. I, I love, love it. That. I can't stop saying it. Can you write, yeah, write sativa diva down <laughs> and then just link it to like a picture of her? Yep. <laughs> um, I will do that. But it also just makes me so horny yeah me fucking too it's great yeah and i also know a lot of people who are um a, in the midst of menopause post-menopausal who say that it's just such a lovely tool to have i actually when i was in colorado last fall i got weed lube oh fuck oh, yeah i was gonna ask you about that it's unfortunately coconut oil based which um means that it can't be used with condoms or toys or anything uh. so unless you're huh. having um, you know, non-bear sex without barriers. What's uh, what's wrong with sex coconut with oil with toys? Um, so essentially any oil on silicone elastomer. So you could use an oil on a stainless steel toy, aluminum, wood with it, it's finished glass, Pyrex, etc. Um, it's it's just the sil. I say toys as a blanket statement because um, what's so cool about silicone toys is that they're non-porous and. I mean, stainless steel is non-porous. Pyrex is non-porous, meaning it can be totally disinfected, can be shared between people and be disinfected, and it's very safe. Um, but So silicone is non-porous, but if you expose it to oils or other silicone lubes, um, it actually degrades the material over time, silicone more quickly than oil, and you're essentially just creating little pores in the material so that you're assen- essentially just like defeating the purpose of it being a very... Um, hypoallergenic and and mm-hmm. non-porous material because okay. and just it, it's not good for the longevity of the toy i mean you know how hard it is to clean oil off your hands when you get yeah. it on it, it's the same thing with toys okay or vaseline <laughs> yeah oh that was that was my first moisturizer i ever experimented with like petro- like non i had this unpetroleum jelly from like whole foods that my mom oh my god got <laughs> like it was like a moisturizer but i was just like oh like this something to jack off with yeah yeah <laughs> not good to use actually though i've you know one thing um <laughs> god i'm glad that somebody <laughs> else has done that it's like yeah. like i have this bit about jacking off with vaseline uh-huh. somebody told me that's exactly what a vagina feels like Really? Oh, when, I you, mean, were young, when you were kid, younger, yeah. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Was jacking off with Vaseline. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's good. It's good to use lube. It, like, reduces the friction and all <laughs> that jazz. So I, I, as someone who sells sex toys, 
you know, I always recommend a water-based lube with any sex toy just because it redu- it reduces the friction. It makes the toy generally more enjoyable. But sometimes when I recommend lube, people will be like, oh, I already, you know, have, have a thing I use. And the, uh, <laughs> that often is the case. Uh, but peop- I've, I've heard some very strange things used as lubricant. I think the most strange thing I've heard someone say they use as a lubricant is makeup remover. What which, the fuck? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that like, we, again, we it's not these people's fault. No one tells them right. what you use as lubricant. There's not like, you know, even if you have really um, quote unquote comprehensive sex education, I always say, you know, like, people tell you what gonorrhea is not how to realistically call up your partners when you have it it's like it gives you the base uh, the base knowledge but then there there's so much of human sexuality that's like oh you're on your own yeah or like <laughs> at least in like any yeah. sort of educational format everything's kind of just like ah, figure it out so many of the things i've decided to write about have been subjects where i've been like i need help with this subject and then i've googled it realized no one so I, I had like the first time, the first and actually only time I've had a STI was a little over a year ago. I had gonorrhea and I was like, okay, I have a few, some people to call. How am I going to make these calls? And I was like Googling like how oh, to call your Jesus. partner's sexual partners and tell them they might probably have gonorrhea. Oh my God. Um, you know, cause even if you are having protected uh, sex, you can still transmit gonorrhea because it is a bacterial STI. So anyway, I'm Googling like stuff about this and I realize that there's no first person account of talking about Jesus. Oh, hey, I have gonorrhea. There was like a lot of like CDC, like make sure to be open and honest with your partners, uh. and, which is great. It's true. But it's like, OK, <laughs> but like actually how do I call up? You know, this guy Fred and tell him that, you know, (laughs) what do I do? They're going to be mad at me. Or like, how do I say it? Do I just call them? Do I have to see them in real life? What do I do? Yeah. Or like, how do I handle if they get angry? Yeah. You know, I think that I, because I was direct, I was fortunate enough to have nobody be, no one was angry at me. Like not everyone was super jazzed, but uh, like people were like, hey, you know what? Like it kind of seemed like some people liked me better as a human being because they were like, oh my God, thanks for telling me like. Now I just have to go to the doctor and get a round of antibiotics and we can call it a day. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a nuisance, but it's so much better than letting things get out of hand. And, you know, if things go untreated, there are very serious risks. I mean, you can become infertile if you don't treat gonorrhea, wow. et cetera. I didn't know that. Essentially, the bacteria um, is eating at the tissue and can scar the tissue to the point where um, it might not be um, a friendly environment for an egg to be fertilized, essentially. I'm sure that um, that's not 100%. I like, you know, even when I have read all the facts about something, I'm like, you know what? Like, please always do your own research because when I'm just talking on the fly, I'm like, you know, everyone really just don't believe anything anyone says unless you're doing your own research because the really unfortunate thing about human sexuality is there's just not enough research about it. And there's a lot of really great studies out there, but no study can be taken at face value. Every research, all research needs to be replicated before it's actually 
quote unquote fact. Yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, there's so many great places doing a lot of great stuff like the Kinsey Institute, a lot of institutes in San Francisco. But other than that, there's just not funding for it. People don't want to invest money. I mean, let me tell you, as a owner of a sex toy business, people don't want to invest money in sex related businesses. Just point blank. They're afraid of the association it will have with whatever business ventures they have. They're afraid that it will just eventually come down on them in some negative way, socially, legally, whatever. Like, Do you think that's changing? Like, Or do you think <sighs> in our lifetimes it'll, it'll be like... I mean, it's so hard because different? certain places of the world, it feels much more, um, it, much less of a thing than other places. I mean, I think in the Midwest... I mean, this is a lot of why I'm here. There's a lot of times where I'm like, why am I in a place that is so sexually conservative and I feel like I'm constantly swimming upstream against sex negativity? But I'm like, that's exactly why I'm here. I could live in San Francisco or L.A. or New York and be around a lot of... Well, it's always needed everywhere. It's a lot of like-minded people, but it's like we need to kind of like spread the good word of sexuality. Um for real. I think it's really just about having conversations like this, just like and removing shame. Yeah, it's just like a, a casual conversation and not like a sit down talk that it's, you have. It's with. so bizarre to me how much shame is wrapped up in something that everyone shares. Yeah. Like sexuality. This is how like, we all exist in like the world. I know asexual people exist, but they still have genitalia and it's like don't we tell need me to you know never how touched to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and it, it and so much of it is not so much of sex is not just about the genitals, it's about the brain and the chemical reactions we have because many asexual people have romantic feelings and conversely many sexual people have are aromantic you can be aromantic and asexual or sexual and aromantic etc there's all so many different ways of being um and you know every again everything's not black and white everything's on a spectrum you know how did i get the name for my store you but yeah i think that uh, and this has been really relevant for me as it pertains to relationships lately, like having they're not just I mean, I know polyamory is a word that is kind of discussed more openly nowadays, but not even like I don't identify as polyamorous per se, but I also don't identify as non monog as monogamous. Mm. I, I, I identify as a non monogamous person just because it is kind of an overall blanket sta- blanket term for um, just non traditional relationship styles in the western world at least and do you have a boyfriend right now i or well I, you know i the <laughs> word boyfriend is so strange because i'm like i feel like i have relationships with all people i i don't really have anyone that i would call the word boyfriend i definitely have partners um but i totally only i call you my partner not so much yeah my boyfriend. like i feel weird calling yeah. it boyfriend. is a strange term yeah. i I mean, everything's really kind of always like in flux. They're both kind of weird, just partner or girlfriend. Well, like, well, well, partner to me is more like you. I'm getting along in this world with you, right? right. I, but I also feel like, hey, partner. Air partner. Like, that's what I think about. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That's totally not what I think. I, me, I me and my partner <laughs> moseyed on <laughs> down lover. here to Detroit. <laughs> that's oh, that's even worse. Well, I really just like the word partner because it's non-gendered. It's non. 
it just really has no connotations. I mean, and it is very, one thing I've been re realizing a lot lately and struggling with, especially as a writer, is using language that is interpreted one way by one group of people and a totally different way by another group of people. Like you say, part, yeah. you, you know, when I say partner to my family, you know, or not, my family's actually, they, they know what that means. Uh, you know, when you're with like just, let's just say, you know, like a normie, just like some random a person. Normie. You're talking to someone on the bus and, yeah. you know, some random city somewhere. When you say partner, they're going to not think sexual partner, probably. They'll probably think, I think business we're moving partner. That's what I was that. say. Yeah. yeah um, and I actually, I mean, I call my business partner my partner. So there would be genuinely be no way to distinguish between the two terms well i consider you my business partner too brett like oh i mean we yeah we share money we share money we Ooh. do this podcast together like yeah i don't know you were kind of my boss for a while yeah like i call my business partner my business husband sometimes because <laughs> 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 we like do have a lot of like financial uh you know i, I trust him with you know, to like know the passwords to my, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to give out the details. Wait, what's your password? <laughs> Wait, what's that? It's what's probably that? password so 69. Like, you told me your pin a little bit earlier. Like, yeah. Password 69. <laughs> or 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, but as far as word usage, like, uh, especially when I'm writing, um, I really like to be as non-binary as possible. Or if I'm talking about... What do you mean non-binary? Not using male or female pronouns or essentially like... If Why not? I, well, because a lot of people who have a vulva don't identify as a woman or as a man or as anything. A lot of people don't identify as any gender and I like to be as inclusive as possible when I'm talking about a body part because it's like what we're really talking about I think when people are like, well, you know, sex education, you really got to separate the boys and the girls because they got a lot of different stuff going on. But it's like, I think people d really don't r recognize how um, not just with our gen genitals, but our gender in general, um, we all have more in common with each other than we do different. Um, and many people have intersex genitals. I mean, there, there's so many different ways the body can be and there's no one way to talk about bodies i mean even if you have a g-spot and somebody else has a g-spot i mean and everyone with a vulva has a g-spot but like let's say you're you have a vulva your friend has a vulva you your vulva might like to be stimulated in a totally different way than this other person with a vulva so there's no way to make this blanket of statement of like you know this is how you like to be touched yeah this is how they all like to be touched it's it, you have to speak much more open-endedly and um you know, especially if someone's in transition um, with their gender or just not wanting to identify as any gender, it's good to not exclude anybody. Because at the end of the day, um, also genitals have so many analogous parts, meaning the way a certain body part on a penis is stimulated is very similar to the way a body part, a, a part of a vulva is stimulated. Like the, pro the male prostate and the G-spot you use very similar strokes to uh, to stimulate this body part. And the, the words that people use to describe orgasmic sensations and just general stimulation of the prostate and G-spot are so similar. Like, if you showed me two descriptions of the way it feels, it would it would seem nearly identical. Just That's super the, interesting. The type of descriptors, like, people will use words like wave-like sensations or radiating or deep or internal 
Um, whereas like the clitoris is analogous to the head of a penis uh-huh. and you know, it's a lot more direct to like you touch it and there's an immediate sensation of like, Oh, that that's a, I'm being stimulated. Whereas both the prostate and the G spot need a little bit more like repetitive rhythmic, um, prolonged stimulation. Um, so I, I think that it's, that's why it's so just like there's so many general ways to talk about sexuality that are inclusive. And I think that, you know, even if you have a penis and you never hook up with someone who has a vulva, you only interact with penises. There's so much to be learned from understanding how someone else's genitals work. Um, just because we're all interacting with each other all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think about it a lot, um, not from a sexual point of view, but just like the physical sensations of what it would be like to have a penis instead of a vulva. I think that because I think a lot of people, especially like when we're talking about like man spreading on the subway, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I I can't I have to keep my legs Uh. open because my balls need to breathe. And there's a lot of going down down there. And I'm like, I honestly wish I understood what that was like. (laughs) And a lot of my friends with with dicks are like, yeah, that's bullshit. Like you can fucking close your legs, dude. But, (laughs) you know, sometimes it it feels nice to spread your legs. though. Yeah, I I agree. Sometimes I want to spread my legs. (laughs) Yeah. But so not to go off into the land of man spreading, but, uh, (laughs) but, you know, the same is true for breasts. Many people have breast reduction surgeries because it gives them back pain. And I mean, it's so interesting how like, you know what? Our bodies are very different, but so much more of that. It can be um, I mean, just taking hormones alone can just very dramatically change um one's physical appearance as well as um just it's really remarkable Uh, i I mean there's a lot of transgender folks that why is this person's name slipping i've been following a lot of especially since i started spectrum i've been following a lot of like transgender porn stars and advocacy groups and um i really um i've been i'm so touched also by how in this day and age like my nieces who are you know a decade younger than me know what the word transgender means and I didn't know what the word transgender meant until I was 18 or 19 maybe yeah I mean we really are changing the way that we talk about gender and sexuality and that is so encouraging for me and I just really I mean this sounds so cheesy but I'm like I really love the youth because like they're so (laughs) we just it just continues to get better I think I really am an optimist about this because honestly the people who are making the sex negative laws they're the baby boomers and you know what much love to all the baby boomers my dad you know was definitely of that generation and very accepting of what I what I do but um you know it it is their people are from a different time who aren't used to this and yeah they make the the way it it is I understand like I think the internet yeah, like just being massively just exposed so to much it. information. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's fucking great. You don't I have to it. like hunt down a textbook at your library and like Yeah. Yeah, that's you true. You can find anything. Oh, I, this is definitely going to date me, my age me rather. I mean, I'm about to turn 24 this week, so I'm just getting oh, that out of disgusting. the way. <laughs> oh, disgusting. So, so you're the youngest so young. one in the room. <laughs> 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 well, you know, um and this is why I do what I do and I don't claim to be a sex therapist because I kind of want to be that like connecting resource but I'm also like hey you know what I'm not a doctor I have my undergrad like I'm telling you what I know I, I'm in telling what? you what I read in books mm-hmm. in psychology okay. um, like sexual psychology is that a thing no, or I, just I did like take a lot of um, sex related courses um, when I was in school 
but uh it was a lot more like research related stuff which is really great because i would love to be a human sexuality researcher one day that's definitely a dream of it's mine super fascinating but, I, but the thing about research is that you don't have as many like person to person connections and i really do love the like um dialogue the back and forth between just talk therapy and you should probably do a podcast dude that's <laughs> what i was thinking like if you're getting all these inquiries like it's all the time true. and you're you good at talking too oh, like i can't you. like seriously I we've interviewed a lot of people where it's been like so, oh, so it's really you. nice that you're like willing to talk about it i want to hear what you're saying you're yeah. not you're not concerned about talking too much because that's why we're here we want to hear you talk yeah, yeah. <laughs> no like you should do a video series yeah i would love to sick. i'm in the middle of doing so much writing and it's it's such a different dimension from audio and video because yeah. i i've been really good at expressing myself in writing lately i think that's been my like easiest way of directly communicating my feelings on paper to myself in an artistic form I guess um but it it is so different um to try to translate my personality and my sense of humor and the way my tone of voice when I'm talking about sexuality into writing it's very difficult I, I like the way you speak about it you're very um inviting for like questions and like you don't intimidate me and like Thank like what I saw you at the coffee shop and I was like fuck should i go say hi and i was like okay i'm gonna yeah, fucking I was do it tippity type and you away. were dude you were so nice <laughs> and so like oh, hey thanks. what's up you were like ah. stoked to talk to me and like <laughs> i don't know like i can't say i've had that experience with all people who i admire so that yeah. was like really nice it sucks. yeah <laughs> i love being approached yeah, yeah. cool <laughs> well i mean it's also interesting like like just knowing you from your internet presence and then meeting you oh yeah i mean it's like not everyone's internet presence aligns with dude, who it's, they are well, <laughs> what's, yeah. what's your take on me like <laughs> cool dude you, you s- i mean cool you dude. seemed cool but yeah. i've like followed people on the internet who i thought seemed pretty cool before and then i met them and it was like all right you're not you're a little different than i thought you were but you're you're like just as fucking cool as you i think cool. it's a li- i i would say what's weird about I, I like to do like a concentrated wackiness i guess or yeah, like it's, it's i like to do like just i don't know like the monostat picture i was just having a conversation this morning about how every time i take plan b i take a selfie with it like (laughs) i don't know it's like oh i actually totally did want to ask you about birth control have you ever taken birth control oh yeah i so you were you were talking about hormones Mm -hmm. and i was like i've had so many bad experiences with birth control and like anytime i fuck with my hormones i lose my shit i don't abby is a very Mm -hmm. emotional person i am yeah like emotional (laughs) i bought her a garlic press and I cried. <laughs> oh, that's so thoughtful, though. Especially <laughs> you like garlic. I know it was super thoughtful. But yeah, I'm I'm very hormonal in general. Which, from the little research I've done, I think I have more estrogen than like a I don't know. Yeah, not a standard doesn't even make sense. But I, I'm more heavy on the estrogen right. side. So I feel like anytime I fuck with it, it just like gets me crazy. I w- started taking birth control when I was 16 or 17, I want to say. And there were little breaks where I would stop taking it for various reasons, like insurance or just me being lazy and not refilling my prescription when I was younger. Um, but I think maybe two years ago, I um, – so I have a really bad bladder. I just have a wacky bladder. And um, it's also genetic, but I was having a lot of bladder pressure that I – 
thought was a bladder infection and I kept going to different doctors went to my OBGYN my GP a urologist and I was like what is wrong with my bladder I can't stop peeing I would like take a bladder diary of every time I peed in a day and it'd be like 10 times in an hour sometimes it was just so bad just like not being able to be anywhere without a toilet it was very embarrassing and restrictive for my life and just physically uncomfortable and um I was just getting so frustrated with having back-to-back bladder issues just when I thought I was over and out of it it would come back and out of process of elimination I stopped taking birth control and it never really happened again but you know what I've noticed is when I take plan b I'll have like a temporary bladder issue again so it's some sort of hormonal so something about the hormones of birth control makes me have a non-existent bladder like you were saying at the coffee shop a computer that needs to be on a charger at all times that was my body it felt like just like I felt like an animal like being farmed for urine or something uh, just like not being able to <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you notice any sort of change when like you get your period or anything because like that's a change it's in your heavier right? than it was when I was on birth control which you know sucks but I'm also kind of lately really into my period I'm just like oh it's so bad but it's so good <laughs> I am woman yeah <laughs> like period sex is great too because like it relieves a lot of the pressure especially when you have an orgasm and like those muscle contractions it's just like I, letting go of dude <laughs> I totally agree I think it helps with my cramps a lot yeah totally gay. I kind of like it too <laughs> yay you don't have to pull out well, yeah, but <laughs> but honestly, like like I feel like a lot of people are scared of blood, but mm-hmm. it's like I think it's like some weird like. Do you think it's kind of uh, sexy? Yeah, like oh fucking blood. That's <laughs> so. Earthy. I don't know. That's kind of hot that you think it's sexy. <laughs> I, think, I think maybe one of the. I don't remember how this went down, but I remember this was a couple of years ago. I was really drunk. I. Uh, took out my tampon and then like sent a video of me like putting it in my mouth to a bunch of oh I think I posted on Facebook I was like I have this crazy video of me putting my tampon in my mouth send me all your friends numbers and I'll just send it to your random friends uh-huh. <laughs> and I sent this weird video to just all these strangers and like posted all the response and like in retrospect that's kind of like unethical in my opinion to just like bombard <laughs> someone with it's your pretty wacky. with your like period video it wasn't like di- I, there was no nudity i was just like ah, like it could have been fake for all they know nah, yeah. i think you're but, good <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like that w- it's a bit uncalled for but uh i don't know i was just like ah, let's just and i was like posting all the screenshots of the responses in the facebook thread and people were like losing it they were like this is so funny, <laughs> funny. When you, it was funny when you said that i there's so many times where like I'll like take my tampon out right before and just like throw it on the ground and like it'll be like a week later and I'm like oh there's an old tampon under the bed. <laughs> oh, that you know what that makes me think of is um, sometimes when I'm on my period and I like want to masturbate and I'll like get like hunker down ready and I'll be like oh it's like tampon in there and I'll just like take it off and I'll like set it on my bedside table and just be like <laughs> I'll throw that out later like I need to do this right now <laughs> and um and then like obviously forgetting it and nope. then having a fun moment where I'm like what oh, oh there you are that's a sometimes tampon. when someone's around dude yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my friend telling me this story he lived with another one of our friends we sit on the couch and his but or like our buddy had a girl over he came out from like the bath or from his room and he was just like covered 
in blood like all <laughs> over his chest because <laughs> he just like rubbed it all over him and the dude was like dude what the fuck <laughs> who like, is this whatever uh do you not want to say no well eh, it's like dan and uh josh <laughs> oh okay <laughs> I know, just, yeah that's i don't think they'll ever hear this no no one, <laughs> no one will know what that means yeah uh <laughs> That's sick. That's fucking cool. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I remember hearing stories about like bloody handprints on the walls, and I'm like, God damn, I need uh, to get nastier. Yeah, <laughs> when I moved out of my last house, there was like a little blood streak, like a teensy little one that I just would sometimes like look at and be like, mm, give a knowing smile at the mark. <laughs> gonna just miss put like you. a frame over it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like tear it out of the wall, be like, you're staying with oh, me forever. Man. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I like that uh, we're having this conversation. I'm looking at this beautiful Heather Benjamin drawing yes. of the vagina. That is such she a good is one. so the best. I will. She I will make a note of Heather Benjamin. Yeah, because if you Heather. haven't seen her work, you should. The she, she doesn't live here, does she? No, yeah. she. I think New York. Yeah, I think she's in New York, or Providence, probably New York. Still, mm. I don't know. The top one, the I'm, I masturbate thinking about your boyfriend. I'm sorry, I would never do anything about it. Peace, is <laughs> an, is the original actually. What? And yeah. I, yeah, this is like I I like was like I need to own this Heather. Uh huh. And bought it. From her own do you know her yeah, I personally um i think i got to know her through her art but then i would just run into her a bunch in new york and we'd be like hey what's up you're crazy i'm crazy we love sex yeah <laughs> have you lived here <coughs> um so when i lived with molly that was the end of 2014 that was like fall 2014 i was just here temporarily and um i after being in detroit for like a week or two i was like i'm moving here for sure mm-hmm. and that's exactly what we did mm-hmm. yeah so then after that two month period i went back to new york i was there for five months and like packed up my apartment my dad died while i was in detroit so simultaneously in packing up my stuff in new york i had to pack up my dad's house so it was a very intense move where i took a u-haul from his house in maryland to detroit and then went back to new york and then went got did another u-haul trip from new york to detroit but i had a friend helping me on the second trip so so. your parents were separated then Mm -hmm. my mom was in new york and my dad lived in maryland and my mom's still in new york and uh yeah so i don't have any family in michigan which is a bit bizarre i've never lived anywhere where there's not a single family member same same here we don't know any well we we know like five people (laughs) we have have good (laughs) friends so it was nice that i was invited to a seder last night so i felt very welcome a what a seder for passover oh Oh. i'm jewish i'm not a practicing jew i'm an atheist jew you know so (laughs) i've been wanting to make matzo ball soup so we should do that sometimes it's so good we had that for Last dude it's so great. good matzo brownies mm. mm-hmm. i had a bunch of jewish friends growing up so i got to that brisket because mm. you grew up in dc right no i grew up in phoenix i was born in dc oh okay okay gotcha. um but there's a lot of jews in phoenix so Inter- there's a lot of jews everywhere you just yeah. gotta find them yeah i Where went to so jews? my mom <laughs> would get so pissed of all the bat mitzvahs I went to because they were like you had to give like fifty bucks. Let's talk about bat mitzvahs because that was where I had my first grinding on a, bo- oh, yeah. a boy's crotch experience. Duh. It was so hot. At your like, own? Ugh. What? At your own? No, I did not have a bat mitzvah. Uh. I, I was not bat mitzvahed. 
Uh, but I went to a lot of my friends's and uh, oh man, so many great little kiss kissing moments. Oh yeah, that was definitely where my suits. freak dirty oh, dancing. The came suits in. really allowed you to feel the boner really well. Oh my god, to jeans. I'm imagining you in like those really tube dresses. Yeah, tube tube sequined. Uh huh. Jessica McClintock. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dude, I'm just imagining brand, like, like uh, all the boys like just pre-cum underwear. <laughs> like, God, oh, oh, and, and then the, it would like, like s- the pre-cum would like totally seep through their little <laughs> dress pants. Something. Wow. Because they were Been like there. the cheapest little boy dress pants. Oh I have God. a distinct memory of sophomore year homecoming being sandwiched by two dudes at homecoming just like freak dancing like yeah that's what, <laughs> or that's what I, I think i probably like referred to it as yeah. like i don't know what i would call it now uh, but just be like, yeah, being sandwiched there's like a butt in front of me and my butt's on this other guy's dick oh yeah it's so fun it's just it was like the ultimate erotic experience yeah it's like the first me. time you, oh f- you feel like your vagina throbbing you're like what's that oh god dude <laughs> homecoming i, I totally <laughs> came my pants on a trampoline like whoa <laughs> really on a trampoline? Up and down. was there a girl yeah, yeah. no oh. i wasn't like just bouncing on it i wasn't sure if you're just like alone <laughs> that's hey my one of my first realizations of the sensations of the clit was me grinding on a pool noodle so just like <laughs> being like whoa this pool noodle i love this yeah just straight there whoa. you dude it's like the weirdest shit that makes you realize like oh like one of the first like erotic things I ever watched, like where I was like, I'm having a reaction to this, was fucking Brokeback Mountain. Oh, that was so <laughs> hot! First right? of all, I love watching guy guy scenes mm-hmm. to this day. Really? Also, the two, two macho guys, beautiful men, oh, like God. Heath Ledger, Jake so Gyllenhaal, hot. like they're oh. Mm-hmm. God. And they're like R. all aggressive P. with each other. Oh my god! I know, I know. <laughs> oh, wait to backtrack a little. Was when I was like, oh, I'm gonna date myself by saying this. First time I ever re- re- like, I'm sure I saw porn before this, but the first time I remember being like, I'm watching porn accidentally. Um, I was on LimeWire and I was trying to find the music video for Black Eyed Peas, My Humps. <laughs> oh so, my god! That's such an embarrassing thing to admit, but that. Oh God! I'm, and it was I a feel video. Like that happened to me too. It was a video of eight girls like on hands and knees, <laughs> oh, I and that. like my just humps, like their butts being humps, sprayed and humps. spanked, and it was called my humps. And yeah, yeah. that was my first. My lovely lady lumps. Check it out. One of my favorite Ugh. karaoke songs, by the way. Oh, that's a good one. Maybe I'll do it for you later for that karaoke. Dude, I, I definitely <laughs> want to do karaoke yeah. at some point. Like, gotta celebrate Prince. I'm <sighs> definitely singing 1999 tonight. Nineteen. When we were at Trina so and they were yeah. playing it. Oh, that was, yeah. That was the we day ran Prince into died. each other the day that Prince died. Yep. I got a text from someone, like, and, and I read it the exact same moment that Trina Sof's, like, like took off the, the record that was playing and started playing Prince. Uh-huh. And I think it was when Dove's crying. I was just like, well, did you do this on purpose? Yeah. Did you know? And I was, like, like just getting more and more upset. Dude, and, <laughs> yeah, I, f- I was like, what is happening? Because, like, China died the day before. And oh, right, Prince right. Died. And cause I, I was like pretty like, what the fuck? China died. Like she was pretty young. And then Brett the next day was like, Prince died. I was like, no, he didn't. China died. He was like, no dude, Prince died. I'm like, dude, no. And then Patton Oswalt's wife died. Uh, so there's the trifecta. Rule of threes. Rule of threes. <laughs> My first Prince experience was, I don't remember how old I was, but I had a dance routine to Little Red Corvette. It was like, I think, I don't remember how old I was. I, but so much of my life 
uh, my exposure to music was through dance and people are always like do you make music and I'm like no I was a dancer when I was younger I got it out of my system (laughs) but I did I was like a studio kid like tap ballet jazz but I was on this like competitive dance team that I took very seriously it was like athletic dance that's cool you know it was actually like borderline cheerleading we didn't cheer it wasn't stunts and gymnastics no I was was very high energy like yeah uh uh-huh yeah Yeah. like I was totally I was so much exposure to music Arizona Angels is what we were called we had like these really ornate sequined outfits and my mom probably spent way too much money on it oh well the basement here i have every dance costume oh my god the great thing is is that i was a pretty chubby child and actually most of the dance costumes still fit me (laughs) actually uh i was i always try to when i'm sad i always try to approach things with a sense of humor and when my dad died and i was cleaning out his house i just really like spent a lot of time putting on weird little outfit like dance costumes and taking selfies of myself and them just like really like getting into it yeah no it's a that's a good way to deal with it i think do you do you follow comedy at all no in what sense like stand up um sometimes i like i feel like what are you gonna say what are we about to say uh (laughs) just fucking doug stanhope he's just like comedian that's i don't feel like i've listened to him super dark but he has like like the most amazing bit ever about Mm -hmm. his mom dying um no it's like amazing no it is sad though but it is the way he approaches it is like perfect like well just his comedy we actually talked about this in the last episode yeah Yeah. we'll fucking i'll link you yeah it's it's like yeah we did talk about this in the last episode but it really it's worth talking about again like he just has dude he's he's an artist like (laughs) like it's weird because he's such a degenerate and like kind of a piece of shit but like he's fucking awesome (laughs) well so much of comedy is also just like playing with the boundaries of discomfort and um experiences yeah i think that it's so hard to be funny without offending somebody and i think like Jerry Seinfeld and <laughs> Larry David do a pretty good job of it. They're not perfect, but like I think that's like what made Seinfeld such an insanely awesome show is that, you know, it's like you like all these characters are kind of dislikable people, but also very likable and very like exemplar of the human condition. Yeah, but um, like I think that I, I'm I'm trying to think of a good example, but I think there's definitely a way to make jokes about. Um, different people's identities without actually being offensive because there that's, are certain dude that's just called writing a good joke yeah exactly <laughs> like, yeah yeah if you're using someone else to like make your joke and like shitting on them then like that's not your that's not your joke like that's I, just well but if it's funny mm. it's funny yeah it's hard too because especially as someone who sells sex toys i'm very conscious of the way that i'm my words are received and i really like to try to mirror people's level of comfort and with language um you know if someone's saying my crotch i'm not gonna be like yeah you know you're like your cunt you know like even though cunt (laughs) is a word i definitely use in a positive way when i'm talking about my own genitals i would never just like lay that on someone who's not using that level of language so i think so much of like so what i'm getting to is uh you know as someone, who, as a woman who writes on the internet, I get called a social justice warrior all the time. Yeah, I would imagine. I've that. had I've had a 4chan thread or two about me, you know. 
Um, Sick. <laughs> that yeah, means you made it's it. Pretty fun. I like yeah. wish I could have had it archived because it's like no longer there. Oh, I don't shit. know why. Could add that to your CV. I know. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, I think one of the first uh sensations of feeling like pushed back against when I when I first started writing about sexuality before I was getting paid to write about it and I had like enough of a following that it was legitimate in the eyes of strangers I suppose there at the time I had stopped dating a guy who had all these buddies who were just like pure trolls and you know my bad for dating this asshole guy but his friends I think on behalf of me having like fucked over their friend or whatever just decided to kind of like make me the target of like and and use my sex writing to like try to make me feel weak in a weird way like I would run into them at the, like at a this bar I went to in Brooklyn all the time and one of them was like yeah like you think you know so much about sex like I know you're really insecure you're like well social justice warrior blah 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 it was just so strange Dude, whoa. I would just be like I don't know like I don't know like I'm I don't know everything like I'm not trying to be like like it, it, it's just so strange to have that equal and opposite power I mean um, it's hard because I don't like to feed the trolls, but I definitely follow stories about like men's rights activists trying to do X, Y, and Z. And I don't, while I don't take it super seriously, it's like we all talk about North Korea, even though we're not like actually like, oh, North Korea is going to bomb us. But when North Korea is like, we got a bomb, we're still just like, whoa, 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 that's a little scary. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> I mean, it's a really bad comparison. No, it's interesting. Um, but I think. I don't know. I have so much compassion for men, quote, quote. I, I, I mean, like, I think that um, the conversation about feminism and sexuality has just gotten, it's just fallen, it's just been so distorted by lots of, like, words and, you know, like, this immediate image that comes to mind when you hear terms like feminist well i feel like it's the extremes on on both sides that fucks shit up yeah i'm just like and it's really annoying like one of my upcoming pieces is about circumcision and i'm like like i can't believe we people don't talk about circumcision more and like i think that that like anything that's a matter of gender is really just like any human rights issues i think nobody deserves to be treated any differently than anyone else because of any factor like gender uh, race etc class yada yada like your biology like yeah i mean we have that's like the one thing you don't we have federal law in place protecting vulvas from cosmetic or reconstructive surgery that's not consensual yet the majority of babies in the u.s well i don't know if i can't think it's the majority anymore it really depends on what part of the u.s you're in but especially the midwest has the highest rates of circumcision um, with the West Coast being the lowest rates, I do of think circumcision is pretty fucked up. Um, and but it's it's really hard to talk about too because like a lot of people I talk to circumcision about are circumcised, and I'm not trying to be like you you've been genitally mutilated. It's really not like that. And well, and it seems like a lot of men are for it. Yeah, and there's also a lot of reasons that it does make sense. I think the key issue here is just blindly circumcising babies um, as a blanketed standard procedure, mm-hmm. um, like. I think that, I mean, sometimes the foreskin is too tight. Um, There's so many reasons that people do decide to do it as adults. But I think that it is so strange that in the U.S. it's like, oh, like a normal dick is a cut dick. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, uncircumcised dicks, what do you do with that? Yeah. It's like 
but I mean, people I, not knowing what to do with like a hairy vagina. They're like, what is that thing? I've never seen you anything. shave it there. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, er, <laughs> no, uh, oh, I tricked you. No. Yeah. I was like, I, what did you just say? <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's just like, you know what? Nobody deserves to have anybody tell them what to do with their bodies. You know, as long as you're not, you can, you have d- d- free domain over your own body. That's just the way it is. I think, you know, yeah, yeah. No, I totally the fucking agree. The tip of my penis got cut off. You did not consent to that. I didn't, but I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I I know someone. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I know someone that got circumcised when they were 20. Yeah. Wow. I know. I, like, And it was just, it wasn't anything like medical. He was just like embarrassed. Yeah. That, that well, sucks. Yeah. The few studies I've read about circumcision, like adult circumcision, which is, it's very hard to find people who are obviously willing to share for research purposes, but... Mm-hmm. um. <coughs> what the findings of all the studies I've read, and there's definitely conflicting info, but in general, it's not like significant more sexual satisfaction reported from any type. You know, it's like it's pretty. Everyone can feel pleasure. Um, there's actually people who have had their vulvas completely um, circumcised, like full circumcision, uh, meaning like a clitorectomy, even where everything is. Why? Um, different that's scary to me beliefs of different groups of people sometimes religious Jesus. sometimes just i don't know I, i'm sure there's plenty of different reasons that i don't think are valid reasons that it this happens but um people who have even had yeah full clitorectomies are still able to achieve orgasm um there's just so many ways to have there's people who have orgasms on their body there's so many ways to have an Dude, orgasm have you seen that like that documentary about the dude who like has an orgasm like hundreds a day. Oh, sounds amazing and awful. It's like, I mean, I think that's one of those things that you can't understand how truly awful it's that must cr- feel. Yeah. It's like, but it's also too much of a thing. Dude. Like, there's a woman who suffers not, from oh the God, same thing, funny. and <laughs> she was just talking yeah. about how horrible it is, like trying to be at church and uh, yeah, dude. you like. Well, that guy talks about like being at his father's funeral oh, and just I, re- I remember that i definitely and like that. Oh, so it's so horrible but it's kind of funny it's, <laughs> I, mean, it's, it's, I mean if you think of it as a fiction it's funny but it's yeah that's i know i am i'm so i'm such a horn dog but like oh there are God. so <laughs> many periods that there's like you know do you know how many times i'm just like oh i really just want to like not touch my genitals for like a min just like oh need some like breathers like i can't imagine not having any separation from like feeling yeah. orgasmic well, or aroused especially like when like it's, it's like different. been a second since you had an orgasm and then it's like a really yeah fucking good, like i feel like that build up is really good yeah. exactly dude but also like like while we were traveling mm. i jacked off way less just because not as conducive environment well yeah and <laughs> it was like and, and we had sex less too. Yeah. Because less privacy. I don't know, like, well, yeah. or less privacy. Space. We were really uncomfortable all the time. Yeah. Like we were tired. We were stressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's great. Like, doesn't put you like in a super <laughs> sexual mood. Yeah. Like when you're exhausted and just like trying to get from point A to point B, mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, okay. Yeah. Let's cuddle now. Yeah. Yeah. But. Where, where did you have a? Were you going somewhere with that? I don't know. <laughs> where are you going somewhere? I mean, like I'm just saying, I'm it, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, and like 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 the times that you did come, was it like better because of that? Like, <laughs> no. Oh, I don't know. Like, 
the, I don't the other day, like when you had your first shift at uh-huh. your new job. Did you jack off? Yeah. I miss like you. I fucking laid <laughs> in bed, like, you know, with a computer and did it. <laughs> but it's like like did we we've thing. been together for like seven months straight. Like uh, yeah. how long have you been dating total? Two years ish, something like that. Tom, congrats, dude! Yeah, it yeah. was never. I have never had a relationship last that long, which <laughs> many people will cite as a reason that I am this like harlot, harlot. Girl, oh my know, god! Like I don't know. That's always <laughs> cited. Like, well, have you ever? Have you ever had a really long? Like, you don't know what it's like. Then, like, well, you know, I. I can See, be objective l- about yeah, love that's and relationships silly. Like, and have my life be a certain way. Yeah. I understand. Like, although monogamy is not for me, I've come to realize I really understand. And it's also like everything's constantly changing. I might be a monogamous person five years from now. It just depends where my life goes, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of like everyone's different and we have to just like I think at the end of the day I mean whenever someone's like what's your one sex tip I'm like communication doesn't matter who you are yeah. what you're doing how you Openness. do it yeah every communication is so important yeah just and with like, like non-sexual relationships platonic relationships yeah just like acquaintances Dude, yes. being direct always is gonna get you what you want and it's gonna just save all the confusion that can happen and just make it not happen that's so fucking true and like just like you talking about like oh you like you don't understand you've never been into your relationship whatever but like i'm sure my i am positive that our two-year relationship is so different than anyone else's two-year exactly. relationship and like we might be at a completely different level mm. of our relationship than someone else who's been in it for the exact same amount of time just That's because we are who we are mm-hmm. yeah it's fucking weird yeah i agree he told me to shave my mustache yeah because we can be open. Oh, here's my story <laughs> about a s- related topic. I was 18, the first year in college. Uh, was meeting up with this guy from back home who also lived in New York now. And we're going on to a huge crush on him. We're finally making huh. out. And he just like pulls back and he's like, you have a mustache. Oh, my God. And I was just huh. like, Ex- what? Excuse <laughs> me? And then I like very tearfully left. And I felt very offended. Because first of all, like... First of all, like that in his in a he didn't say like ew you have a yeah. mustache he was just like you have a mustache very like matter of factly but I interpreted it as an upsetting thing mm-hmm. because you know how many like women I see with or you know very femme people rather with a little fuzz and I'm just like that looks hot on you I don't care whatever yeah. like you got a little little fuzz and it's and it's cute and you do it <laughs> and but like so from that point on I was just like I have a single hair on my upper lip all the boys will know they're not gonna want to kiss me and blah 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 i have a lot of very uh, traditional like femi standards about the way i groom myself i'm like i'm like i like being a hairless person but like sometimes i'll have a partner who's just like oh i really like hair and i'm like okay let me grow that for you real quick uh give me a couple months Your <laughs> No, or just anything. Uh, I don't know. It's like, I, it's so funny because like, I'm like, I, I have the certain beauty standard for myself, but I also do like to be able to be like, look, I'm doing this thing for you, done. you like no, the thing totally. I'm doing for you. And <laughs> I hate when people think that that's like anti-feminist or yeah, some shit. Yeah, totally. But it's just like, no, like I'm super attracted to this person and I want to be erotic for you in the way that you want. And like, like me, like, I don't know, waxing my vagina doesn't like change who I am. Exactly. Like, doesn't well, fucking matter. And there's sometimes like reasons that you might want to get rid of hair that have nothing to do with aesthetics. Like I think that 
pubic hair for me can often become like a little bit of a like a painful like getting tugged on like getting in the way of the dude i love having my vagina wax before i get my period too i'm just like like so clean everything just well yeah i mean like not just like it doesn't get like caught in like any yeah. hair or any shit and like it's so smooth <laughs> and slippery <laughs> i'm just picturing like blood boogers on your pubes <laughs> it I mean, sometimes is uh, like yeah that I'm is sure. that's a fucking thing yeah. i love getting like a like a solid chunk and getting it between like my index and something <laughs> and being like, like a blood clot oh my god yeah <laughs> dude seeing what it does period blood's fucking crazy it's yeah. like it's like brown I think no, just like secretions like in general, because well, yeah. like sometimes like there's so many times where I'll just have like more secretions and it's not it's just because it's you're ovulating or whatever. Uh-huh. Like the vagina produces this like like wealth of different types of substance. <laughs> and sure I love to examine and be like, hmm, what's this about? Yeah. I remember <laughs> I remember when I like on. first started really producing discharge like mm-hmm. I, was, oh, I was so weirded out. I was very started. weirded out and I asked my stepmom about it and she was just like, "Well, your body produces a natural lubricant." And I was like so amazed that she was so like open with me like that, right. like saying it that way. It's like Jacqueline. That's my, crazy. Yeah. yeah, she's like pretty conservative, but she was like I asked her this question about like my I body. Like I felt bad swearing around her. Yeah, she's I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh shoot. But, like, that was cool. She was just, like, you're, and I was, like, oh. And then I was, like, pumped on it. I was, like, yeah, I produce lube, dude. Isn't that so <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sex machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. T- I just produce goo. Mm. <laughs> you do produce goo. You produce poop, too. Yeah, true. Yeah. And spit. Mm-hmm. And um, bad jokes. Dude, that's so cool that, like, you get to spend all your time learning about human sexuality. Yeah. Yeah, it's it really just kind of is the connecting thread between all things I do in my life. It's fucking badass. It's so funny to me, too, because talking about sex is really just kind of like any other conversation at this point. Like, I always make the comparison of like people are like, why do you care about sex so much? I'm like, I don't know. Why are people obsessed with model trains? Why are people obsessed with like <laughs> World War Two trivia? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just the thing I'm into. Why it's does like, anybody do anything? Like, it's not like every time like it's if anything it's like very not erotic for me to talk to other people about it i'm very i really like to make a distinct like i distinguish between my professional self like i would never smoke a joint before ever giving like a like a customer interaction i like to be very like present and just like whatever that person needs me to be in the moment and really respectful of the fact that like they're coming to me for an opinion um so it's it's so funny i don't think that many people think of me as like a service where they can just like dump all their sexual thoughts on me although sometimes that does happen and i'm glad when people feel comfortable enough to respectfully do so but um yeah it's really just kind of like any it's like talking about hygiene i mean and so much of it is that it's just like this thing we do with our bodies or like talking about fashion well but that's like like thing that's how it fucking should be yeah like because I don't know, like having to censor yourself. I don't know. Like I grew up religious and mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. Yeah. And it sucked. Yeah, he uh he didn't know that he was circumcised until yeah. he was like 17. Wow. That fucking driver's yeah. like yeah. Like that's but like it that's a funny joke, 
That yeah, but it's also a serious problem. But it's a, I mean, not like a serious problem. That is a problem, serious problem that like you didn't know we're that. We're not told and this stuff. Yeah. yeah, and like that you would never talk to your dad about anything like that. And mm. like, like yeah. I do talk to my mom about stuff like that, but I don't really want to. So like, I yeah. don't know. There needs to be some sort of like, I don't know. Some, I don't know. I don't even know what I would want. Well, I think there's like a lot of shame and like so much shame pride i like didn't masturbate because i was like this is dirty like i'm not supposed to do this like i i remember like the smell on my hand after like touching myself it was like oh i'm i'm gross like yeah i didn't even just know that masturbation was a thing really like my parents were very like open and like fine with me you know just well we were like a little new age hippie family a little bit but i still wasn't like being told how to pleasure myself like it's not like your parent is like like if you rub your clit it feels good yeah <laughs> this is where your clit <laughs> At is. Dinner. is right there <laughs> thank um, you dad <laughs> yeah i mean parenting and sex education is a whole nother thing that i am looking forward to learning more about one day but um like the day that you have a child or just what when i'm old enough to like have more of a distance between myself and children Mm -hmm. to the point where there's a more of a distinction between our generations and i'm because i think right now i can still be a peer to like middle school high school aged children like i can relate to someone as more of someone within their own just generation i guess um I mean, I'm much closer to their age than their parents' age most of the time. So, I mean, I'm definitely in this intermediate phase where, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I wouldn't personally want to see a therapist who was in their 20s just because there's a certain amount of life experience that comes with aging. And yeah. I'm very excited to age for that reason. Um, life is pretty cool. Life and it's very cool. There's yeah. so many <laughs> fucking crazy things to do, like. Move to Detroit and <laughs> see how crazy this place is. Like, we were watching um, Anthony Bourdain, and he does an episode in Detroit. Yeah, he does. And he, yeah, he equates it to Chernobyl. Oh, God. And, I mean, like... It's kind of disrespectful. That's, it, that's pretty extreme. <laughs> but when you, like... Th- I've never been anywhere where you go right. down streets and see burnt-down houses everywhere and mm-hmm. just, like... It's clearly something really Did you ever spend time in Baltimore? I guess you weren't in D.C. for that long. No, yeah. Um, a little bit in Baltimore. I can't say I saw anything like that. So maybe it's I different. just didn't. It's, it's definitely different. But I think that I... <sighs> Baltimore is such a different vibe. But I think that's the most similar experience as far as cities. Just aesthetically and the way that the community interacts with each other. Um Baltimore is very similar in my opinion and I loved Baltimore growing up I was much closer to DC but I would like make the hike to Baltimore to see all the DIY shows and all all the music scene like oh god I would I used to love going to like Dan Deacon shows I don't know that was my thing back when I was we did we had fun when we went to Baltimore yeah it was there for a night yeah it's it yeah. seemed like a that pretty cool, cool place, but yeah, I but whenever I would go when I was younger, we just like mm-hmm. went to the harbor. And yeah, like yeah, did the like aquarium. That. Yeah, I mean the aquarium was fucking sick. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think that it de- you definitely bring up a good point of like we the landscape of Detroit is very rapidly changing, even within the last year that I've been here, and I think that um, 
I mean, that's why we're here. I mean, but the thing <laughs> is, know? is we need people here. So yeah. on the one hand, it's like, I don't think anyone's ever really going to complain when someone is moving to the city. But yeah, everyone's always like pumped. When they're yeah. Like, oh, you just moved to your sick. Yeah. And Everyone. conversely, when like someone leaves, it's really heartbreaking. I just had a really close friend just kind of leave soon, like recently. And I was so upset. Like I felt I was being like broken up with. I was so <laughs> heartbroken. I was like, you're going to New York, really? But you were my best friend. <laughs> um, Dude, it's, it's crazy, though, because like like uh all the burnt down houses and like the way that detroit looks that does not exist in arizona oh no at all not at all it's all like not at fucking all like the oldest shit i mean like the oldest houses are probably like 50s no the like the oldest is probably like 1930s but that yeah this is a 1930s house we're in i think and this is like kind of like more new than some of the other houses yeah like this is my spooky mansion i'm pretty sure our house Uh. is built in the 1800s the one oh, cool. we're in right now. In New Center. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Probably. dude, it's old as fuck. But it's and it's fucking sick. Like there's a very, very interesting history here. Dude. Yeah. Um, God damn, is there? I actually this is this is gonna sound a little silly. Uh but so Detroit was originally a fur trading post between the French and the native peoples. Cool. Yeah. And uh I'm so this is a reference now. I know. That's well, I mean, there's a lot of Detroit's Detroit. Detroit. I think it means like river bend or something. No, I think it means tiger balls. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm sure that's not actually. But you, you'll notice there's a lot of like French named things around here. Grasha, is that French? Yeah, Probably. I'm sure it is. Uh, <laughs> Too many teas in weird places. Uh, oh, there's so many streets where I'm like, how do you say that? Yeah. <laughs> I love that people say grass shit. It's just literally grass shit. That's yeah. what I, I, w- th- I was saying. Gray like, shit. W- yeah, I thought it was gratio when I first saw it. Anyway, <laughs> I thought it was gratiate. Gratiate. Um but so I was having these reoccurring like lucid dreams or at least very vivid dreams where I was like, oh I know back I'm back in dreamland. This was mostly when I was in college. I had this, it was like this like alternate plane dreamland that I thought existed, this like parallel universe that I dreamt in. And it wasn't the, always the same location in the dream, but I would always know that I was like on the same plane. I know it sounds insane. But so I had this reoccurring dream that I must have had 10, 20, 30 times. I don't know how many times I actually had this dream where I was like walking down this long cobblestone path and it ended at the river or something and the and it was there was these like ab- abandoned shops al- along the way of this path and sometimes there'd be like one shopkeeper and the store would be kind of full but when I would make it to the end of the street there would be this big empty room with a big pile of fur in the center of it and sometimes there'd be this like shopkeeper woman and but I would never be able to see her face her face was just like covered with hair and it was this, like, spooky reoccurring dream to the point. It's, like, so simple, right? I'm, like, walking down a street, and there's a big room with fur in it at the end. Okay, cool. But, like, I had this dream so many times, and it was, like, I could smell the smells, and, like, I, I was, like, whoa, I'm back. Like, I was conscious when I was there. I kind of have chills a little bit. Yeah, it, was, it was about so it. weird. And then when I moved to Detroit, so I had this dream years before I even thought about moving here. And when I was reading the history about Detroit and the fact that it had been like a fur trading post, I remember just being like, whoa, glitch in the matrix. Even though it's like, whatever, coincidence. <laughs> no, that's pretty yeah. weird, though. You know, but uh, I always was like, that's like my one thing where I'm like, what does it mean? That is crazy. <laughs> I, w- um, I, w- I want to do some research on that now. Just like. Very interesting history. Yeah. Like, and 
we were in Corktown the other day, and there's that sign that's like the oldest neighborhood in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's like a settled oh, in yeah. like 1834. It was um, an Irish neighborhood. It still is very much, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean, the first populated areas of Detroit were the downtown area, and I believe Jefferson Avenue mm-hmm. was where a lot of the a lot of people lived. I mean, Indian Village was where a lot of the Ford family lived. It's crazy because you'll literally look at real estate listings and the, like I saw this house that was for sale for a hundred grand that was um, Henry Ford's sister's house. Wow! Yeah. I'm just like, dude, I can't believe this piece of history. I oh mean, like, God. not. It's so funny because I mean, do you remember Brave New World in this alternate reality where, in place of God, people say Ford? They're like, oh, thank Ford. Like, <laughs> I actually, like, I never read that, but that's fucking nuts. So, yeah, so it's this like alternate course of history where henry ford is a god because he created the model t and wow. like tech that technology is regarded as like one of the most like godlike accomplishments of human history Damn. and like kind of this like very like um heavily structured society where everyone's like te- a test tube baby and genetic like everyone's genetically designed to be a certain level of intelligence so that everyone has a very specific role in the society um, it's kind of like a good companion book to 1984, although it's yeah, very that's different. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Um, yeah, I've read that. There's that um, is one of those books I read in high school. I really, I'm surprised you haven't read it. It's I, great. It's yeah, such a I good book. I don't know why. It just you know, it just like never happened. I've definitely heard of it. But so I like, think yeah. I own a copy too. Do you? Like in a box. I read. <laughs> I took a, a couple Russian lit classes in uh, college, and we read. I'm not gonna be able to think of the name of the book right now, but. Um, it was like the Russian version of Brave New, Brave New World, kind oh, of like. Oh shit! I know what you're talking Do about. You? Too. Um, I haven't read it. Their though. <laughs> their god was Taylor, like the Taylor system, like Interesting. like and yeah, just hearing you talk about that, like very much so along that line. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just that's just fucking crazy. I'm going to take a quick bathroom break yeah, do so it. you can just edit this out. Um. <laughs> totally not going to edit it out. We'll just make a bunch of fart noises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice humidifier over there oh my god is that a speculum or wait is that what that's called oh it totally is it's one of those vagina or mouth spreaders right it's a duck or your butt it's for it's a duck the duck thing yeah this this (laughs) dude this room is so cool she's got so many plants in here i want plants dude there's not that much sex stuff around here i'm I'm a little surprised there's lube over there yeah there's like three different types of lube i'm pretty sure okay so there's three lubes there's there's a dong in and a speculum. her closet. There's wood floors. There is wood floors. Um Yeah, you're right. But there's are some naked tied up ladies over there. It, like I like love her drawing. Art. Dude, the art wall's so cool. Yeah. It's like, like dirty sexy arts. Yeah. That I wonder is that Japanese? I don't know. Yeah, I can't. Looks really. like it probably. Dude, that thing is fucking sick. I wonder who did that. We should ask her. <laughs> Yeah, this is fucking cool. Yeah. God, dude, she totally needs to have a fucking podcast or a video podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You should talk about that while I go. So much coffee now. in my body. Dude, I'm okay. right at that point. Are you going to the bathroom, too? Yep. Ah, oh, what I missed? Uh, we're just... <laughs> I was just pointing out all the sex stuff that's in here, and it's not that much. Oh really? I think there's quite a bit. Uh, you just it's like hidden in special places. Like there's a speculum behind. Yeah, there. I saw that. There's and the big, lubes. There's a big dildo over there. Yeah, Definitely I'd some lubes happening. Yeah, I guess everything's kind of in a drawer right that now. That dildo's in the other room, so that yeah, dog. Yeah, not this room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I like. I don't know. I think well, mostly things are just away because they don't. I want them to collect dust. But <laughs> if that wasn't an issue, they'd be everywhere. There's definitely a lot of art though that I've been like, mm, not sure I want to put this up because now that I have this house in kind of more of a classic neighborhood, I have a lot more like neighbors coming by and just being like, hey, nice to meet you. Let me see the house, and I'm like. It is strange to like feel like I do have to be a bit closeted with what I do, um, you know. What do you tell people? God, sometimes like I, I was at this seder last night, and ev- like they were kind of like they put me on the spot very quickly. They were like, "Oh, Zoe, introduce yourself!" And it was like this giant seder with this giant family, and they uh, had like literally a microphone system to like talk in into. somebody's house. Yeah, it was in a, it was insane. It was the weirdest seder I've ever been to. Um, and they were just like, they were like, introduce yourself. I was like, hey, I'm Zoe. I'm really happy to be here. And they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm in, I'm in education. And they're like, oh, wow, cool. Like, polite, what, like, cla- applause. And then, like, of course, everyone's like, so what do you do in oh education? Who do you educate? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, um, teach health sometimes to adults. Yeah, but um, did they get the sex job out of you or like? No, no, no. I'm like nice. <sighs> certain people I'm very honest with, but yeah. like you do have to be, you have to put up a wall to a certain degree. Like when I when I moved to this neighborhood, I made I was like about to be honest with some people, and then I kind of like I remember I was about to tell one of my neighbors about it, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, I just like got back from church earlier," and yada. I was like, "Oh okay, well, I'm yeah. definitely not telling you then." But it's it's funny because I think it's pretty obvious that I am like a a little freak if you look closely enough because like my (laughs) license plate vanity plate says latex and oh my god it's pretty hard to like (laughs) yeah it's pretty hard to make an explanation of what latex (laughs) could mean that isn't just condoms or latex clothing because I I like latex clothing a lot. That's such a good license plate. Oh man, I saw f- one that said "fart" recently. <laughs> it was my, it was the best. Like I was just like I, when I first got my latex vanity plate, I was kind of nervous. I was like, "What? How are people gonna react? Are people gonna be like weird to me on the road now?" And I've definitely. I think the the biggest the experience I mostly get out of it is, is that I'll have a lot of people tailgating me with their phone like pressed up to the yeah. windshield. Oh God! <laughs> but it's funny. It's I'll like I'll, like, I'll like wave at them. <laughs> for, you know. Is there a like God license plates here? God license yeah. plate? What does like, that mean? Like, a like in Arizona, you can get like a religious plate. A license plate. Oh it, it says on the God. left, like in God I trust. Or something so like that. Yeah, something like that. Doesn't your dad have it? My dad has it. Yeah. And then, but also my brother said that he saw one that had the God license plate. And then it just said, lol, JK. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Which so is amazing. Good. Yeah, that's really good. Do you like how I looked over really quick? Like, oh, reaction time. <laughs> this is funny, right? Molly and I have talked about how it would be really funny if she got a vanity plate that said bloated because oh my god <laughs> yes because she's bloated and alone forever 1994 yeah <laughs> molly soda <laughs> reference yeah. episode beep <laughs> i don't know what oh, number yeah, it is <laughs> i'll link it yeah mark that that's hour 28 and <laughs> 29 episode number yeah um sick do you still hang with molly a lot i do she things? travels so much that She's uh, like she's a famous artist. She's going to be in Detroit for a lot of the summer, though. So <laughs> sick. I'm we'll excited. Be gone. Yeah. 
Uh, where well, are you going to be during the summer? We'll be gone in July. Yeah, we'll be gone oh, in July. Oh, just July? Mm-hmm. We got to get all of our shit. Um, are you going to be here for movement? Do you know? Is, oh is my that the techno God. thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the techno Francis thing. Francis wants us to go to that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you know Francis? I don't Francis think so. Nope. Okay. She's cool. She's our friend that basically is the reason we moved here. Oh, nice. Yeah, she works at Toy. And, oh, cool. Uh, craft work. And yeah, she's cool. She does illustrations. You might have seen her work around, but. I'm so much better with, like, I, I, I'll I know a, a person, but I'll have a hard time with their face and even their name. And But, like, I'll, like, know the essence of this person. Like, if you tell yeah. me what they do, I'll be able to figure it out better. I feel like having moved here, I'm still trying to process all of the new folks i'm meeting these days and i'm still just like wait who was a new york person who was a Detroit yeah, person that's what? how we're feeling yeah. just like yeah it's sick though. together new people yeah no it's L- great. like putting together like where shit shit is in relationship to other stuff mm-hmm. like yeah it's hard we're definitely like trying to figure out roads right now like arizona has like three freeways oh, it Dude, took and me it's so all long grit. to figure it's it all out like here yeah everything is in a, a grid, grid arizona yes. and this is not like that i only recently have i been able to really just like get around without gps it took me a long time we've I'm been so forcing ourselves to not and getting lost a lot sequentially but i think it's, it's nice you get to see new yeah, parts of totally yeah and it's good for that and it's good to be like oh okay well this is here and then mm-hmm. i just got a bike which i'm like Yay. dude i feel like i got a new car like i'm so fucking excited yeah like, hopefully it becomes a more bikeable city in the near future because right now not so much not just like the distance of things but like the roads the are roads not in any shape like to be biked on and there's so many train track yeah. situations but what's good Ugh. is how many cars are not on the yeah. roads i, I so thought it was all right weird. like yeah like i rode a bike around Corktown, midtown and downtown yeah last <laughs> night like with a bunch of people and it was i mean it was kind of fun looking out for potholes <laughs> <laughs> oh, watch out <laughs> Uh, yeah, every time I've ridden on someone's motorcycle, it is just terrifying here because I'm just like, we could just flip forward at any time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that would be nice. Hopefully, like all these people moving here gets an influx of money so we can afford to fix the roads. You know, see, like I feel like I know I've only been here for two weeks, but like it. Every time we told somebody we were coming to Detroit, they're like, oh, really? Like, that's disgusting because yeah. it's, like, trashed mm. and just from, like, what people know from the internet. But then being yeah. here, it's not like it's that. It's a stereotype. Yeah, it's, it's like, not like that at like all. It's like, ruin porn kill. Yeah. I won't see I all yeah. the destruction. I had never heard of ruin porn. People until oh, yeah. don't think here. about the fact that these are people's family homes you're looking at here. Yeah. And I think that there is so much beauty in an abandoned structure because it's a lack of a human presence and I understand why it's attractive to people, but I think that it's far too easy to cross into a place of disrespect and kind of this just like tourist vibe of kind of like, Oh God, the destruction. Bad art. Yeah. What do you mean? Bad art? I don't know. Somebody Mm. like, like found art or like just no like i mean like well you're art. mostly referring to photography it's just, oh it's, yeah or it's yeah, like a yeah. fucking bad joke yeah you know? i know what you're saying like, like anyone taking someone else's devastation and like like exploiting it exploiting it yeah that's exactly what it is um because i think there is a way to like take to because like i'm i studied photography and i'm super interested in photographing some buildings here but like i'm not just interested in the ones that are shit i'm like super interested in the ones that like like look like a really weird old factory but then like mm. this is someone's home yeah or like like the way that it's all changed like um 
I started working at Antietam, which is a restaurant here. And yeah, it's a great area too. The like built, the structure is yeah. so fucking cool. Like Gratiot has some of the coolest sign, like hand painted signs. Yeah, too. they really Very fucking do. So many. W's mural is like <sighs> right off Gratiot. Do you know that guy? Mm-mm. Um, did, have you seen the True Meridian one right off the freeway? It's like white. Yeah, Ooh. like if you're it's going black and white, like weird mm. designs. Yeah, but no. he is super talented, God. and it's a He's huge so cool. fucking mural. I was like, I can't believe you fucking painted that. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, See, there's so much art here. It's amazing. Yeah, there's an amazing amount of art. Yeah, I think the most important thing about moving here is just like having a di- oh, communication. But really, I think that the most important thing is to like, you know, you're moving to a neighborhood. Don't be like, oh my god, my neighbors. Just like, talk I to can't them. I can't talk to them. Yeah, it's you, you just got to be like like you have to dude your neighbor said hi to us when we came out. Oh, nice. She was Yay. like, "Hey, I like, have the hey. best neighbors here. I I met every single person in like a four house radius before I'd even moved in." Fuck and I yeah. like made sure to like write down all their names cuz I was like, "I know I'm bad with names. Got to remember all their names." That's a good idea. Dude, and people here are so nice though. Shit. They really it's great like in Arizona, people do not say hello. Yeah. And like that it's been weirding us out like Yeah. True. People just be like, hey, how's it going? And we're just confused. What do you want People are so nice <laughs> yeah. here. And I think it's definitely like we all do have to have each other's backs in a sense. Like when I first moved here, I was so amazed by just like how everyone would. I mean, not like anyone, but like there's so much teamwork with like ride sharing or like picking a dd like people actually take that seriously like it, like if i'm leaving a party and i gave someone a ride i'm not leaving that fucking party until i check in with everybody i gave a ride and be like hey do you want to come with me like you don't leave anybody i mean uber exists now but not that long ago that was not a thing here yeah. and um i i really appreciate how everyone really makes an effort to get along because we are a small community and we all want to make sure that i mean and, and on this on the same token if someone's being um a fucking asshole and being really <laughs> uh-huh. disrespectful and is like harming the people in the community then people t- t- communicate about that and that person that it's known that that person does that like it, it's pretty hard for someone to do something to another person and not have everyone find out about it for better or for worse and mm-hmm. it's bad because it makes it very prone to rumors uh, spreading but you know sometimes that information is very legit and you need to be able to be like hey this person they did this yeah. just like keep that on your radar and yeah i don't know i think there is definitely a sense of skepticism for outsiders outsiders here too totally. like when I when I first moved here, I quickly realized that like saying I'd moved here from New York was a really like weird thing to say. I felt like I would get a little bit of pushback, just kind of like um like, and I, and I get, I totally get it now that I've been here a little bit longer. It's like oh you came here from L A. Okay, let's see how you do here. Or like oh you came <laughs> here from New York. You said yeah. you lived in L A. for a bit, yeah. No, no, I was just visiting oh, okay. there. Okay. But yeah, you know, just like kind of this like, oh, you came from this big city. Yeah, let's see how long you last. Kind oh. of this is a little bit of an attitude. And like I've even had friends of mine, like one time I had this friend of mine get really drunk and just be like, Zoe, I'll be honest, when you first came here, I didn't <laughs> think you would last very long. But like, I'm so glad that you love it here. And, like, <laughs> we are so happy you're here too. And I was <laughs> like, oh, I'm a little offended, but that's <laughs> so sweet. I think it's, <laughs> it definitely is a place that like you either like it or you don't. Yeah, it's it's a... Well, what do you think about people from Arizona? Um, well, you know, I don't really it c- have It could be rude too. I don't care. Well, I don't <laughs> have too many interactions with people from Arizona. I mean, let's see. I feel like the biggest things on my radar about Arizona are like racism and beautiful nature. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's about right. Yeah. So, I mean. Let's uh let's break apart racism. Sheriff Joe. <laughs> what? Oh, Sheriff, Sheriff Joe. Sheriff Joe Arpaio Do you is, know about that guy? No, what? Oh. He's, he's why Arizona too has much depressing the shit in the world. Oh. He's why Arizona has the racist label Fuck. and Jan Brewer. Um, it's okay. We've got Snyder who is, uh, you know. Dude, the pieces of shit, they exist everywhere. Yeah. And, but the Jan Brewer actually was the one who made the legislation's SB 1070, oh, which was right. like the the one where Arizona really got that racist like the the you can stop someone for looking like yeah. an immigrant. Oh, the, okay, the I remember yeah, that was like five six years ago. Yeah, yeah, about that. Problem. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, coming back to me. And Sheriff Joe's just a p- complete piece of shit. But you know what's fucking cool is um, Trump tried to or Trump had a rally in Arizona. And it was protested heavily. They closed down a major street, like mm. in not in Phoenix, but like it was like a it was a big deal. It made like national news. So I was like, "Good job, yeah. Arizona! Yeah. And, and yeah. Show people we're not Chicago all pieces did of that shit. too." <laughs> Dude, that street was like right where we grew up mm-hmm. too, which was sick. To yeah, see. That was politics are was really cool. So fucking intense, right? Dude, now. I don't know. Yeah. I've been enough. talking about it more than I ever have. I mean, also I'm fairly young. This is. I mean, I've given a shit in previous. This is not the first time I voted, for instance, but um, it's really <laughs> tense. I mean, and it's it's so strange too with Trump as a candidate, uh, just being such a wild card. Like I, I've been listening to so much NPR lately, and recently, I heard his take on the like the gendered bathroom issue, and he basically made some statement like, you know what if. Caitlyn Jenner came to Trump Tower. I just want her to use whatever bathroom she felt comfortable using. And same goes for everybody else. And I was just like, what? And, you know, like, uh, and Cruz responded, like, like, I don't, I don't know, like, what was going on here. But, like, am I taking crazy pills? This is not okay. You know, we are conservatives. Uh-huh. And blah, blah, blah. But it was like, I was like, I can't, I, I couldn't get over it. I was like, I can't believe Trump just, like, That's basically <laughs> said something in solidarity with it. I mean, and obviously he does not actually genuinely have the LGBT communities. Right. Um, well-being i'm way more freaked out by ted cruz than trump though he wants to cruz wants to put a ban on sex toys which obviously i am not okay with Dude, ted (sighs) cruz is a fucking psycho like can we talk about how he looks exactly like kevin from yes that is the best i've been revisiting the office recently we we recently have too i've i've watched such a timelessly entertaining five times yeah like the whole series they look exactly the same they really fucking do it's weird looks matter but but it's funny especially because kevin's character also can we talk about the fact that trump's dick was uh a a talking thing period Ugh. like what is going on it's so funny how like the u.s makes so many like oh the god the elections in the middle east are crazy and i'm like uh have you seen the elections here yeah it's so this is like why for sure and uh, and makes bush seem very one. benign and like cute little george bush jr this is for sure a historical um campaign though like just seeing all their all the different People Dude, shit just keeps getting I'm feeling really anxious and about Bernie and Clinton. Just, I'm definitely Bernie all the way, and it's been very stressful to watch that all unfold. And yeah. Just like especially having like people talk about Clinton from like a well, I just want to see a woman president already, and it's just this. It's there's but so that's many. But dyna- that's I not know. how you vote, dude. 
Also, Bernie is oh. what is up. With <laughs> with Bernie, we were talking to Brett's dad, who um, his they both have his dad and his stepmom have uh, really good high paying jobs, and they were talking about how much money they owed for taxes, and we were like, oh my god, that's an astronomical amount. Yeah. But they were talking about paying their taxes, and it's like it didn't seem like that big of a fucking burden to them like i know it was a big number of money but like they're gonna be fine they could just pay what they had to pay and he was yeah. like well it's gonna be worse with bernie and it's like if you can afford mm. that though like yeah. if that's really not that big of a deal for you you should fucking do it it's just it's insane thinking about how much money they make and for me it's like it takes money to make money yeah they like they owed like ninety thousand dollars which to me i'm just like what <laughs> like i don't know i've never made ninety thousand dollars like yeah. <laughs> like in my entire working career maybe i've made that since starting work at 16 wow yeah so like that's crazy to me but clearly that's like fucking nothing to them so like what does it matter like you have so much money why does it matter clearly there is an imbalance in the way <laughs> that <laughs> wealth is distributed here yeah. and yeah. I think that's pretty obvious yeah so and i'm sure anyone well, listening to everywhere. this who has to pay those taxes is like oh let me tell you yeah but i am not in that percentile so mm. i owed like 700 dollars for taxes which was the first time i've ever even owed this so the first time i got a refund on the other hand really so. hallelujah i've always got a back. refund because i did school mm yeah i had business business re nice. expense refund Yay. so you were like good about documenting all your shit well i have i have an accountant uh, <laughs> i want to dude <laughs> yep i want that that would make my life a lot easier <laughs> <coughs> like we should totally write off all of our podcast shit <laughs> yeah but i don't know how <laughs> <laughs> me neither turbo tax i feel like we have to like make it like an llc or something though because it's very easy to get an llc is here. it mm-hmm. you just gotta like you gotta like fax. So the hardest part is f- getting a fax machine to fax things <laughs> with. That's God. Yeah, that's the hardest part. Other yeah. than that, it's dude, you can fax through the internet. Yeah, that's what I do. Efax. I listen to me like plugging for all these like internet services. Huh. Are you sponsored? <laughs> Efax. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Mail Kimp. Shimp. Oh my God! Did you watch cereal? <laughs> that's that ads on like every. I podcast. fucking hate that ad. It's my favorite. My uh, that internship I'm gonna do. She's like, yeah, I use Mailchimp. I was like, ooh, I don't know anything about Mailchimp, but I'll learn. <laughs> I know that it's pronounced Mailchimp. Yeah, <laughs> not crimp. Not not crimp. <laughs> not chimpus. Not crimpus. Krampus. Krampus. Um, where do you where do you grocery shop? <laughs> <laughs> I grocery shop at a uh, Trader Joe's. Is, but is I there supp- one close to here? Yeah, actually, it's just up Woodward a little bit. Sick. Mm-hmm. We should probably go there. Let's yeah. get meat from Meyer yeah. and then <laughs> <laughs> we're, yeah. we're gonna make some din. Yeah, tonight. Dude, make it. If you don't wanna, I mean, your plans sound great, but if you wanna eat dinner with us instead, you're more than welcome. Oh, thank to. you. Yeah. I love that invitation. We kind of have a trash house, but it's oh, a house. So it's a fucking trash house. It's yeah. a trash house. But it's uh, fun. Only and we temporary. Have, we have a handle of old crow there. <laughs> oh, yes. Plastic, Plastic bottle in bottle. it. Mm. It's like the only way. <laughs> but yeah, we've been really enjoying Al Harmain and East yes. Eastern Market. I thought Dude. I thought Eastern Market was open on Sundays. It's not. I honestly wish I had more experience with Easter Market. I okay. Yeah. I thought it was like a Saturday, Sunday thing, but we went there and it was mm. not open. So we were like, Strange. oh, mm, okay. 
but Al Harmain is fucking sick. Yeah, hummus in my body. Dude, garlic that dip. garlic dip. Yeah, I know. Holy it's like a little spicy. Fuck. Dude, it's so yeah. fucking good. We bought a shit ton of olives. Oh, oh, the sun is finally out of my eyes. Oh. Thank you. You look goodness. so good in that fucking light. That's why I keep taking pictures of you. I hope I'm not creeping you out. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> <laughs> Draw me like one of your French girls. Oh, oh I will. Uncrash it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. Well, thanks for talking to me. Yeah, dude. For sure. Really good chit chat. Yeah. This is pretty chitty and pretty chatty. I'm going to take another one. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> dude. Oh, fuck. It's like, pr- it was like a little too bright before. So now it's like perfect. Sick. Casual girl chatting. I'll post these on the internet. Um, cool. I don't know. Do you have any questions, Pratt? Uh, Do you have anything you want to say? I don't know. Not really. Do you have any shows to plug? Uh oh, I do. Holy shit! Yeah. He does. He does comedy. Have we talked about that? No. He does stand I up. Do stand up. Okay. Sorry. So yeah, hence you the don't question. Like yes. Wait. Yes. What? Hence the question about whether I follow comedy. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. We we listen uh, to and follow a lot of comedy. Mm. Yeah, I just finished up a tour. <laughs> <laughs> it was called. I've never heard of you either. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good name. But let's see. What's today? Wait, when are we going to put this out? Uh, I don't know. We can put it out tonight. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Sick. This is the first time I've ever played Hey, if you're shows. listening to this, it might be today. Yeah. So I'm at Laugh Tracks. <laughs> today Dude, is Sunday. Comedy April club 24th. names are the fucking worst. Oh it's always like Chuck Oh, that was the name of the comedy club, was Laugh Tracks. Yeah. That's great. Okay, so I'm at Laugh Tracks on the 26th at 8.30. Is that here? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, it's in cool. no- Novi? Novi, yeah. Novi? Novi. Let's see. Oh, the 29th, which is a Friday, I'm at an American Legion. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've never done that yet. And then, let's see. Holy, dude, I've like... Oh, Laugh Tracks again on May 6th in Novi. Mm-hmm. Novi. Mm-hmm. And that's about it for now. Cool. So. Um, you can follow Zoe at Thongria on Instagram. Your website is spectrumboutique.com. Yes. And for uh, Spectrum's Instagram, which is more pictures of sex toys than selfies of me. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> Shop Spectrum Boutique. Um, on Instagram and Shop Spectrum on Twitter. <gasps> oh, cool. You got cool. a tweeter. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Instagram is way more used, however. I'm the same way. I'm very like yeah. trying to use Twitter, but I'm not very good at it. Yeah. I'm so bad at it considering I'm an author. I'm like, great. Cool. <laughs> I feel like people I like get mad at, at you, too. It. And like they're like, really? You don't use Twitter? Like, especially with comedians. They're like, you have to have a Twitter if you're a comedian. It's That's good. where you're going you're to test out your jokes. Dude, Seriously. I hate that, though. Like, people testing out fucking dumb one-liners. Unless they're really funny. Well, also... Okay, I hate bad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, true. Um, yeah, cool. Cool. Yay. This was a cast. Yeah. Thanks so much, listeners. Thanks, listeners. Love yeah. you guys. Bye. Next Bye. time. <laughs>